Hey girl, and welcome to the Soul Social Podcast with your host, Nina Webb. This podcast is your one-stop shop for all things mindset, business strategy, manifestation, and more. After building a successful online community of over 13,000 women and scaling to 5K months in a matter of months, I am on a mission to help as many women as possible do the same. I want to help you take action to build a life of time and financial freedom you've always dreamed of and to truly believe in yourself and your business. I'll be spilling the tea in weekly episodes about what it actually takes to step into your next level self and have a successful business. So grab a cup of coffee or a herbal green tea and let's dive into the episode. Hello you guys and welcome back to the podcast. So today I have the amazing Jess with me. I've got another very, very exciting guest. I can't wait to talk to her a little bit about confidence and personal power. We're going to be talking about a lot of juicy topics today. Um, but Jess, welcome to the podcast. Tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Well, thank you so much for having me. So yeah, my name is Jess and I run the Glow, Glow and Grow Coaching and I am a mindset and confidence mentor specifically for women driven women who want crave more from life and I really help them to like get out of their own way and start building the foundations of a business that really serves them and others I love it tell us a little bit about um your story you know why you started this business where you came from and we just touched on this a little bit on your podcast but um yeah tell us a little bit about uh, your journey how you got here Absolutely. So I think that most of our stories have similarities in this space. But for me, I always knew that I was going to be doing something off my own. Like I always had this feeling that I was just meant for more than a life behind a desk in a demanding nine to five that I didn't love. And so I started looking into it and started a business in wedding photography back when I was 21. And then pandemic hit. And I think we all know what happened then. Everything got cancelled and all the weddings that I had, I had like just so the business closed down and I started working from home in my public sector role. And at the beginning of the pandemic, um, sort of January 2021, I was like, this is not enough for me. Like I want something more, but I didn't know what. And so I started looking online and saw that a lot of people were starting up social media management businesses. And I thought I work in marketing, I could do this. So I started up a social media management business and I got one client. And then I quickly realized that one client was not gonna do it for me. It wasn't get me out of the crazy chaos of the corporate world. And then I stumbled upon coaching and I guess I never really looked back once I realized I wanted to be a coach and I wanted to help people and I felt so passionate about women having more I just carried on on that journey and that was around 18 months ago or 12 months ago so yeah and now I am almost full-time in my business and yeah it's going really good Oh my gosh, that's so hugely almost full time. Congrats, such a big milestone. I feel like I'm seeing a lot of people get to this um, point recently where they're like about to go full time. So that's so, so exciting. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about, obviously you said you stumbled on coaching. I feel like I always hear people say this. They always say like, I stumbled across it. Um, So tell us a little bit about, I guess, what made you prefer coaching over kind of like management and more like a done for you Mm. service. Um, What kind of made you, I guess, like 
uh, love coaching more and um, was it the impact that you had you know what what kind of like shifted you into that so when I was in the social media management business like something just wasn't like lining up for me and I just thought there was like this big secret that everybody had and that that was the reason that businesses were successful were successful and I remember writing out my form for my first ever coaching the onboarding welcome questionnaire and in it was like I just what do you just want to have like what impact on the world and I was like I just want women to know that they can have more while I was talking about this social media management business and the two just were like not lining up mm-hmm. and I remember on my first ever coaching call my first ever coach Chris said to me I'm hearing one thing, but I'm seeing something completely different. Have you ever considered coaching? And I was like, what is that? He's like, it's what I'm doing right now. Like, so I stumbled upon coaching in the sense of I got a coach because I thought they had the secret. Um, But what I realized was coaching is so much more than that. And um, over the past year, being able to develop my skills in coaching and understand what kind of coach I wanted to be, because I think those two are completely different things. You know, one thing is to be a coach but it's another thing to know what kind of coach um and I've kind of been carving out my space within that over the past 12 months but for me coaching the feeling of getting off a coaching call and watching someone look brighter feel more confident and more you know aware and open of their own abilities and their own personal power their own way in this world coming off a call and knowing you've had that impact on someone was almost like addictive to me like I, I I couldn't believe I could have that much impact in such a small amount of time thinking why would I create posts for someone else's business when I could do this for myself as well and that's kind of where it all happened mm-hmm. yeah that's so so interesting and I think um with coaching kind of the way I see it like you said is you see the impact that it has on people you see you know their faces like oh you see them be happier and I think especially with mindset obviously with me I kind of do a little bit of a mixture of both um with the mindset side mm. it is that it's very much like the confidence and it's so funny because a lot of the time on my like one-to-one feedback form the h- thing that I hear the most is people say that they have more confidence like after working together and that's yeah. probably like the biggest result we we give as coaches is like the confidence and I think probably the biggest thing that a coach can do is um share kind of a permission slip I guess in a way I feel like that's a weird way to phrase it but a permission slip for um, you to do whatever you want in your business and showing yeah. that you don't have to do it one way you can do it this way I mean uh, we've both, both worked with uh, a, a similar coach the same coach uh, Tori a while ago and it was a big thing for me with for example her um, not doing sales calls like not doing discovery calls until I found her I just yeah. assumed like that was what everyone had to do in business like I just assumed that was a given um, yeah. and she was very much doing it her way like she's you know that's kind of the way that she runs her business and I think since then, that was probably a big shift that I had that made me think like, okay, actually, um, you know, I, I can break the rules. I can get to do things my way. And even though it was such a simple Absolutely. shift, it can be such a like life-changing shift, can't it? So I think it's like, that's probably the biggest thing is we mm-hmm. show that it's possible to achieve results in like different ways. 100%. And if you think about like us all coming from this world of like, often it's the corporate world, we often follow the rules you get to work at x time you clock in you do this you sign off you you know you work on this or you do overtime and we all know the sequence and the the way work the world of work is like we all understand that like we're almost ready for it as we step into 
world of work we know what's expected of us and so when we apply that to the coaching world when we start moving into this online industry that's still so new you know less than 10 years old we're talking about taking those rules and going okay we'll just we'll just replicate that and we'll use it over here and we'll just there are there have to be rules otherwise you know like it doesn't make sense to us and so the the permission slip really from a coach is you can do whatever that if you want and you don't need permission like you have to give yourself permission and that is the beauty of it because you know I've worked with coaches and seen coaches in the past and I know you're a big one for calling people out it's you know that we should do it this way and we should do it this way no you shouldn't like you get to do whatever you want and like I remember being on on Voxer with a client recently and her saying like don't I have to do it this way or don't I have to start here and I was like who said you have to start there Mm -hmm. well I just I just thought no you don't you can absolutely it's an option Mm -hmm. but you get to choose and that's the beauty of it it's being able to stand in that personal power and say hold on a minute I'm the CEO of this company like and that is a new identity and so I get to make the decisions yeah and I think that's such a big shift in terms of um like we have autonomy over our business like we get to choose like we get to choose exactly what we sell we get to choose exactly how we sell it we get to choose exactly how we show up on social media you know there's so many Mm -hmm. infinite choices and for that reason there's so many coaches doing um so many different things and I wanted to ask you about something. This might be a little bit controversial, but we don't shy away from the controversial topics on this whole social podcast and in my content as well. Um, you might know what I'm about to ask you, as we kind of mentioned it before. There's been a big conversation around coaching recently, turning into um, some kind of like MLM scheme or pyramid scheme or something like that. And obviously I know we're both opposed to that, mm-hmm. um, but I wanted to hear kind of what is your thoughts on that? And, and what do you think of like the the state of the coaching industry these days and maybe even why people are saying this. I know you spoke about like different types of coaches. I wanted to kind of elaborate on what you think is the state of the industry right now. Mm. I think honestly, like the most important thing in this industry from, from my personal view is to stay in your own lane, do what you do because you've done it and because you know what you're doing. And I think there is this like idea that coaches create coaches that are them and it's almost like this like giving birth to versions of themselves but that's all choice right that's all choice like you can work with the coach and you can be like I'm going to replicate everything that you do in order to get your results because I think that's what needs to happen but the shift the real magic shift is go what is it that I want and you lean inwards and you focus inwards and you go I don't need to replicate someone's strategy in order to get my goal. And I think, you know, the coaching industry was always going to come anyway, because there are crazy results here. There are insane results that people are trying to almost like justify and understand. And if it's that good, then it must be, there must be like a, a bad side to it. There's a bad side to every part of any industry, right? There's always going to be an area that you don't agree with, but my advice or my take on the whole situation is stay in your lane do what you do and do it because you love it do it because you want to see a positive impact do it because you you can't get enough of helping people and that your intention is good your intention is to support your intention is to empower as long as you come from a place of integrity and authenticity all the time like you're always standing in your own values you're always you know embodying what you're talking about and your lessons that you are teaching you are embodying that 
you can't go wrong like you just have to be true to yourself and I know that almost sounds too good to be true but it's almost like you can only do that if you know who you are and if you're going to go to a coach to figure out that it might not be the results that you think you need to be prepared to go inward and really figure out who you are as a person a coach can't do that for you they can hold space for you percent that's what we do best but they cannot do that work for you so come into it with an open mind and be open to experiencing transformation but know that there's work to do as well yeah and I think so much of it is around being not afraid to disagree with your coach like you know there's things that you know my mentor does that I don't agree with in her strategy and I will never take on um even though she's doing amazing it's just not quite aligned for me and there's things I love that she does um but I think that's a very very key thing is not being afraid to disagree not being afraid to say like actually I don't think I would take this on and most of the time if it's a good mentor like they will be obviously they'll be fine with that um and they'll be more than happy for you to to do that um and I think just going back to the point as well about the industry I think you know how um there's kind of been this criticism I think it's so much easier to just turn around and criticize the whole industry paint the whole industry with one brush instead of doing that why don't you show how it could be instead it's kind of that that mindset of like and I was thinking about this uh today actually of the people who take accountability for things personal accountability versus the people who don't it's like exactly what you said like people if they become a carbon copy of their coach it's because they're allowing themselves to be yeah it's not you know it's in the coaches think about this way it's in the coaches not in the coach's best interest for someone to become a carbon copy of them because that creates a competitor for them like let's just be real let's just be brutally honest like that's how it is so it's not the coach's Mm -hmm. interest to create a carbon copy so it's so it's on you and let's be honest there are many 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 coaches now I mean we're seeing coaches pop up every single day and yet we're also seeing accounts close down every single day because I've stopped working as a coach and I mean I remember and I don't think I've ever shared this story but I remember the first ever coach I ever inquired about I remember jumping on a call with her on a phone call with her and her saying to me yeah it's 1500 pound for three months and I was thinking shit like that is way too much money like I had no idea what a normal price would be I was thinking, oh my God, I can't pay that. Two months later, she wasn't a coach anymore. And I was thinking, imagine if I had gone with her. I ended up paying double that for three months of coaching with someone else. But I was thinking like, you have to, when you're working with coaches or when you're you know, thinking about working with a coach, the best advice that we can ever give you is, do they embody your values do they do they actually embody what they're, what they're teaching? Because mm-hmm. if they're not, then there's something going on there. And like you said, it's not in the coach's best interest to produce carbon copies of themselves. Like, why would anybody want to create direct competitors for their business? These are businesses at the end of the day. Mm. But I think the, the, you know, the thing that really makes people stand out in this industry is when they are to stand alone and willing to stand in a space where no one does, you know, how like you will stand out in your content and be like, I'm bold, this is how I feel. Mm-hmm. And in order to attract the people who agree with you, but you're also going to push people away. You're also going to piss some people off. Mm. And the beauty of, you know, really incredible content, knowing who you are, being prepared to stand in that and feeling confident in that this is who I am. And even mm. if, for example, like you said, my mentor does one thing, I know myself enough to know that that doesn't feel good for me. And having the bravery, confidence, to stand out and say that mm-hmm. that is growth that is personal power that is all of the things that we eventually want to acquire 
because there will be so many voices in this industry there will be so many people saying do this do that and in a moment of weakness in a moment of vulnerability or in a moment of doubt we can all lean into that and be like oh my god I need to change the strategy completely and do what she's doing but in those moments actually need to do is come back to yourself and be like what is it that I really really want is this me and knowing the answer to that is growth and is personal power yeah 100% so I feel like you've just kind of summed up then I was going to ask you how do you define personal power I feel like you've kind of said it then it's very much slaying in your own (laughs) lane like staying in your own lane um but how else would you say you describe it because for me an element of personal power as well is where you move away from kind of the external validation mindset. So it's not only um, taking, um, you know, will, being willing to disagree with people and, and you know, stay in your lane. Mm-hmm. It's also not looking for validation from external things, like whether that's likes on a post, whether yeah. that's um, you're on a dating app and you're looking for likes mm-hmm. on, I don't know, Tinder or something. Um, it's like moving out of that yeah. mindset. Um, so I guess, do you have any kind of advice for people who are looking to shift out of this kind of external validation mindset? You know, how do you feel you shifted away from it and into personal power? Yeah, this was what probably one of the biggest lessons um, in my whole business personal development journey. Um, you know, starting out going, you know, this isn't fair. Why isn't it working? You know, I shared the story about how I looked at your account. I was like, it's not fair. Like, why has she got so many followers? I was not in my personal power then. And that is completely there's this requirement for external validation and what I mean by that for your followers is like I need you to tell me that I'm good so that I feel good I can't give that to myself I can't validate my own worth I need you to do that for me and that is what external validation is and when you're not in your personal power you're almost the beck and call of everybody else like you're like please will you tell me that I'm good enough please will you tell me that I'm good enough in the in the way of likes on a photo or comments or you know someone going it's okay you can go ahead and do that or that's the right choice being in your personal power for me is is kind of two things it's number one it's accountable and that means it's going my life isn't the way I want it something about it rather than my life isn't the way I want it and it's not fair and it's his fault and it's their fault and they did this and they did this. It's almost cutting all of that crap. It's cutting all of those ties to anything external and going, what is my role in my current situation? Because you definitely played a part in that. Yeah. And even the parts that you didn't play, like they're still yours and it's it's your successes and it is also your losses and your lessons Mm -hmm. is all yours. And everything that's in your life right now is a direct impact of all the actions and decisions that you have made Mm -hmm. and when I say that to some people especially clients they kind of get like this sense of dread like oh my god like it's my fault and I'm like Mm -hmm. instead of fault can we talk about it differently and let's say it's up to me Mm -hmm. it's up to me what happens next and actually personal power isn't this isn't this dread isn't this horrible thing that's about blame it's about accountability and if you take accountability for your is that you get to change your results rather than being at the beck and call of everybody else yeah 100 i think that's probably why people um are scared to step into their personal power because 
it is scary for us to take on the blame ourselves. And a lot of people don't want to hear it. Like the fact is it's so much easier to blame, I don't know, whatever society, the algorithm, the cost of living crisis right now, whatever it is, uh, so much easier to blame everything than it is for us to look and be like, actually, we could do something different. I mean, I did this reel Mm. last night, actually, well, it was a TikTok repurposed. Um, And it was about the number one reason why people give up on their business, in my opinion, Um, because it was a similar thing. I went through my following list and I saw how many people had given up who hadn't posted for like a year. And I was just thinking about it. I was like, I wonder why this is. And I think it's because what I distilled down to in this video was so many people want a business, but are you really committed to a business? Like it's two very different things. It's very easy to want a business. You know, I can want to, I don't know, buy a house in the Maldives and live there. You know, it doesn't mean I'm committed to doing it. It's two very different things. And I think, yeah, so much of that commitment comes back to personal power. Yeah. And I actually talked about this briefly um, on one of my posts about who is your business for? And it really ties nicely into what you just said there. Like you want a business. Why? Mm -hmm. And if you want a business because you want a business to feel confident or you want a business to to show them that I can do it or to prove to them, that's all external validation. And you're not actually doing that from a place of personal power, i.e. I'm doing this for me because I desire it because it's something that I want rather than if this fails, then I'm a bad person and you make it mean something about your worth Mm -hmm. and you require external validation to be like, oh, wow, you're so brave. Like that will all come into it. But actually standing in a place of personal power is the only way your business is going to be successful because Mm -hmm. if you're, and I like to talk about in terms of like foundations and I talk about this a lot, but like, if imagine like your foundations are external validation, i.e. I'm doing this so that anything that you say, like I'm doing this for, I'm doing this so that I, if it's a reason, if it's like, a filling a hole like it's filling a void that's already in your life mm-hmm. it's always going to dip like it's always going to like sag around the edges and things are going to leak out and it's not going to be solid it's not going to like hold build your huge tower and empire it's just going to keep sagging in like foundations of your business need to be so solid to hold all of the stuff that comes on top like we've talked about when you hit new income goals or you sign new clients and all of this stuff that happens in business you need those solid foundations and need to be able to stand in your personal power require any external validation and so even for people starting out their businesses this is still a really really important step yeah 100 percent and I think what I was going to add, actually, just going back to the previous point is on that um, reel. It definitely like when you say these things about take personal accountability, it definitely triggers people because even on this reel, there was uh, yeah. people commenting saying like, um, well, what about if your friends and family don't support you? That's a reason. And what about if you have time commitment, like, and other things and what, that's a yeah. reason. And I was just like, well, again, it's this, what, and I just recorded some stories about this earlier. What it all links back to is, are you willing to uh, take the blame on yourself or are you just going to keep blaming all these other things, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, with my friends and with friends and family, you know, a lot of the time people in business, their friends and family don't understand. They don't support, like, there's nothing unique about you. <laughs> like if your friends and family don't support you, like yeah. almost everyone I speak to, like their friends don't understand the business. The family doesn't mm-hmm. get it. The family wants them to have a safe job. Almost everyone, it's my story as well. Like, almost everyone like clients I work with it's the same thing um but they're still yeah. doing it it's not an excuse of like you know yeah. that this person isn't uh, isn't supporting me so that means I can't do my business and then the other thing was around time um 
And I think time is an interesting one. And it goes back to, again, this thing that we we place in kind of like external power where we're saying like, I don't have enough time. I've got this, this responsibility. I've got this to do. Um, and the thing about time, which is so interesting, I think is like, there's always more time if you look for it. Like in my old job, I remember like there was a, there was a time um, when I had so much on my plate and I was an entry level job. But then I remember as I went through the job, I kept getting more and more things added. Like I had a surprising amount of responsibility. Um, like I was like pitching email franchises to like the, the head of like the company and stuff like that. Like in these big meetings, mm-hmm. I had like project after project I took on and every single project I said, I don't have any space for another project. And yet somehow I found the space, somehow I found the time. And it was always there. What was so funny is as they piled up, there was always space somewhere. Um, And that's a really interesting thing about time. Um, So I'd love your thoughts actually on that, on that thing that people very commonly say, they always say, I don't have enough time. Uh, I love your Mm. kind of thoughts on that. Yeah, we've, I mean, we've all had one. I even had uh, my first ever pro bono client who I was giving a three month um, coaching container to for free even stopped after like four calls and was like I don't have enough time for this and I was like I'm giving you this like this invaluable transformation and you don't have enough time to commit yourself baffling and I was like you know what and it was such a good lesson for me you know because I was like oh my god this is so totally not about the money and it really helped me with my like money mindset and some people just aren't ready for it you know Mm. some people just aren't ready for it I tend to find that the time thing is a really good reason, isn't it? It's a really good reason to not have the life you want. Mm. Um, and I, I always feel like, is it a reason for or a reason against? Because it can be either. Not having the time is for me, like if I don't have the time to create things that I want, I'm like, this is not good enough. Like I I want time to be able to do whatever I want. Like I want time mm. to be able to go to co- like coffee mornings or gym whenever I want or morning dog walks. If I, if I'm looking at my situation, I'm thinking I haven't got the time to do this. That is a problem for me. And I need to make the time because this is a priority. Because if I don't have the time for this, I'm never going to be able to make more time. I'm never going to be able to feel free Mm -hmm. because if I can't find the time for this, then how am I going to do that? Yeah. So I think time is something that we latch onto people who are in desperate situations where building a business is not easy we both know that um and so the idea of like oh I don't know if I'll have enough time like is all I'm hearing is I don't know if I can prioritize this because I feel nervous that it won't work I Mm -hmm. I'm scared it's going to fail I'm scared people are going to judge me and again all of those fears that we hear all of the time fear of failure fear of judgment fear of rejection like all of those things are really like muffled within Mm. I don't have the time yeah and so and this is even in in relationships you know think about people who are like I don't have time to see you more than once a week potentially some of commitment like Mm. it is always there is always time to do what you want to do like there is time to make the effort there is always more hours than you think there are um you know I was whilst I was building this business and I would get up work in the morning work on my lunch break and then work in the evening and I was probably Mm -hmm. doing 14 15 hour days yeah and then I when I got a part-time job I was doing two and a half days for the business and two and a half days the part-time job both those days I'm like I need more time like there's more things that I'm now doing and so time is kind of like this in like non-tangible thing that we connect our value to we connect our worth to but really like 
it doesn't really exist. And I think that's really hard for people to kind of wrap their heads around. It's a really good reason to not do something, but it's also a really good reason to do something and you get to choose which one. Yeah, 100%. I think that's such a good way to look at things. And I think it's about being like brutally honest with yourself and saying like, look, it's not that, you know, I don't have time. It's that this isn't a priority for me right now. And that's kind of the thing that I shifted away from years ago, my own vocabulary. I stopped saying I don't have enough time or I'm so busy. That's my other one. That's my most hated one. And um, whenever Mm -hmm. you say I'm so busy, it's so funny because feeling busy is a feeling. There are people who are genuinely very busy and have, you know, a million things to do and they feel like their life is super easy. And there are people that have, you know, a few tasks a day that they have to do and they feel so stressed and overwhelmed about them that they feel so much busier Mm -hmm. than that, you know, CEO maybe that has like a million and one things on their list. And it's all about how we react to it. It's not necessarily like about necessarily the number of things we have on a plate. It's always like, how do we react and how much are we stressing about not having time? That's what creates this feeling of I'm so busy. I don't have time. I don't have any capacity. It's not Mm -hmm. the actual time taken. It's your feelings and your reaction to it. Yeah. And I also notice like that language. And I always look at this with like on client calls. I am busy. And it's like a part of your identity. Mm. Um, so anytime that you're not busy, it's like this doesn't line up with my identity. I need to create more stress. I need to create more things to do. I need to create more frantic behavior, frantic kind of vibes in my life because Mm. it's not busy enough for me. Mm. And so we become addicted to it. We become addicted to the craze. We become addicted to the the struggle, the busyness, the not having time. We love that. Like, oh, I'm so busy. It's a a badge of honor. I'm leaving late from the office. It's a badge of honor. And so we've all attached this weird worth to like not having the time. And so when you do have the time, what do you do? you lay in your bed and you scroll um tiktok you binge watch yeah. eight hours of a netflix series you you know maybe you go and get in the bubble bath like that's fine too but don't argue that you don't have the time when mm. you do have the time you just don't yeah. want to use it in a way that's actually going to change how much time you have in the future yeah exactly and i think people it's a hard one because people sometimes say to me and, and they come to me and they say well obviously you have the time to do xyz like you're full-time in your business you're like a full-time business owner and i say to them like you know i think this was about morning routine actually and i say to them well you know in my old job when i was working at, at um in the corporate world i used to get up an hour earlier to do my morning routine i used to get up an hour earlier than i needed to every single day it was the same on my lunch break i was doing trainings i wasn't sat socializing with the other people in the office i was sat there like me with my like ms lunchbox and my phone in front of me learning about how to grow on social media like I was doing that every single day either that or I was shooting influencer content with my friend on my lunch break and people would say to me like how do you do it like you never have a minute and because after work I'll be at the gym or I'd be like working on things as well and they'd be like you know how do you do it and I, I just said I don't know I just do it because everyone else would be like I'm too tired to go to the gym or I just want to relax on my lunch break and I'll be like that's mm-hmm. fine but that just shows it's not important enough to you not committed enough to this to building this life And we kind of mentioned this and Mm -hmm. I think a lot of it could be, um, you know, that you don't believe it's possible for yourself as well. Like that's probably a big thing that, that holds people back when we were talking before about investing, um, when they want to invest in something, say they see it and they like really trust and believe in that person and they want to work with them. But so much of the thing, the thing that holds Mm. people back is like, they don't believe they can have it. They don't really believe it's possible for them. Um, and I feel like that's something that's not, spoken about a lot in terms of like and I guess an objection people have if you wanted to put that word on it where kind of they they have this limiting belief of like okay they can do it but it's not possible for me to have that um so I wanted to hear kind of your thoughts around that and how you would kind of guide people to 
to move past and kind of overcome that belief and start to believe that it's possible for them. So I know that's kind of your specialty working with new business owners. Yeah, absolutely. And this is something that we hear all the time, you know, like, and essentially the core limiting belief, the one I hear most is that I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. And this is for two reasons, mostly because of society, I hate to say it, but the societal construct of comparisons being posed against exams from the age of five like we are all kind of like molded a lot in our kind of years from zero to seven that's when we learn a lot of our perceived truths about the world Mm -hmm. and so we then go into our adulthood and we are and we we believe that we should be looking elsewhere and like comparing ourselves to her or him or her or him and and so we are naturally it is our natural state to be in comparison like to be comparing to others and it's our natural state to not feel good enough Mm -hmm. unless you do proactive work against that so the number one thing is really looking at the root of that so yes society kind of boosts that gives you lots of evidence for that belief to be to be there but it came from somewhere and it's it's a learned truth so the first thing is to understand that it's something that you have learned how to do which means you can unlearn it Mm-hmm. And again, kind of stood in your past power, taking accountability for that belief and knowing there's, there's something that you can do about it. Um, the second thing as well was, is around identity. And I know that we've spoken about this before, but like, I'm not the kind of person who is what, something that I hear a lot. And it's like, I'm not the kind of person who could do that. Like you could, but I couldn't. And if I was to ask you why, like, look at that reason like why are you not the kind of person to and actually you get to decide what kind of person you are and so it's actually about giving yourself back the power to decide your worthiness like it's not about like we've been talking about external validation it's about understanding that you get to do that for yourself you get to give that to yourself and not being worthy really is it's just an excuse from external from external factors that have told you to do something away and you don't have to do that so the way that I would do this with my with clients and things I'd advise your listeners to do is to really understand the root cause like where has this come from like what was the first time you remember not feeling good enough like go back there and it's emotional like it hurts because you you think a lot comes up for you like I mean this is always attached to my family for me and I've done so much work on this and it's consistent work but understanding where it comes from and then like reclaiming yourself as a child reclaiming that pain and going you know what I completely understand how that felt but what was actually going on here was this and Mm -hmm. for example like your parents I always like to use the example of like a school report, like being at school, getting a school report, it not being very good. And then your parents feel disappointed because mm-hmm. they believe that you need to have great grades in order to do well in life because that's how they were taught from their parents. And so you not getting good results is painful for them in terms of what they think is possible for you. But they change what they think is possible for you because you've you've created a result that they would be ashamed of if they were a child to share with their parent and so their disbelief in you shapes your belief about yourself but actually we now know that grades don't mean anything and that you can do whatever you want no matter what grades you got at school really matter and so it's going back to those moments and, and reframing them reclaiming them as your own and changing what you believe about yourself at your core it is core work it's not putting a plaster on anything and being like 
oh I suddenly believe in myself because I've heard people do that as well like oh I believe in myself and when I dig into it I'm like do you do you really believe you're worthy of success how would you feel if someone paid you for your services and suddenly it's like oh no 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 I couldn't do that so it's it's really understanding like where where those beliefs come from and then reframing your identity like what kind of person are you Mm -hmm. write down in your journal I am the kind of person who and then list those things out and that's how you start to shift these beliefs into empowering beliefs whilst also taking accountability for that journey Mm-hmm. 100% oh my gosh I love that I feel like we could literally talk forever but uh, we have to wrap this up uh, sometime <laughs> soon so just before we wrap up um where can people find you if they want to interact with you if they want to um message you anything where can people find you and is there anything you have on at the moment that you think uh, my listeners will be interested in what's going on in your world yeah so right now I have just opened the doors to the waitlist for the Unleashed Mini Mind and it is what it says on the tin it's about really unleashing your inner CEO it's about unleashing you know that you're in a understanding where these beliefs have come from shifting them and releasing them and then replacing them with really empowering beliefs so that you can step into your most confident most powerful self you can get all of the information on my Instagram at Glow Grow Coach. And you can even hear the interview that I did with Nina on my podcast, the Glow and Grow podcast as well. Oh, love it. Well, thanks so much for coming on. It's been so great having you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope it was exactly what you needed to hear today. Screenshot and share the episode to your Instagram stories and tag me at soulsocial underscore so I can hear your main takeaways and share you with my own community. And if you love this episode, please leave a review so we can get the podcast out to more heart-centered entrepreneurs who need it. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.